Welcome to the Books, Beards, Booze podcast, where we talk books, drink booze, and have beards. I'm Bob of Tells by Bob. <laughs> I'm the Ask the Podcast, Derek. I am Tanya. Gotta keep things fresh. Gotta gotta get the listener by surprise. You gotta right. get him get him like a lion Sometimes in the dark. Sometimes that all right is lackluster, and I feel like you've kind of made up for a few months worth of lackluster. All right. Yeah. All right, I don't know. All right, that, all right. that one still lacked luster. It was just extended lusterlessness. Ex- 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 <laughs> drug drug the lacklusterness out. I need. It was just that. It didn't. It didn't ascend. It wasn't crisp. It was. It was too. It was a mealy apple. Yeah, and sure. Not a, and not a crisp apple. Well, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. We need to get All Matthew. Right. Is that is that a goal for the podcast? We get Matthew McConaughey on here to do our introduction. That dude's crazy. We might could get him to do it. All I really right. want to try his whiskey. Right. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. So that's August. not not because it's his, just because it's whiskey. Well, it's but. like a Texas, Texas bourbon kind of deal, like a black barrel. Texas bourbon or something like that. Mesquite, mesquite bourbon, barrel, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so I just found out that there's a distillery, a big old whopping distillery opening in Birmingham called Dread River Company. Nice. And they're going to be doing, uh, they're opening their new distillery soon. Actually, their grand opening is on Monday, I think. So, of course, I'll be at work. So, Um, in about five years, we'll have some whiskey from them? Well, they've been a company. This is their new... Oh, okay. Their new location. So, um, but yeah. So, that's exciting. Dread River Company. Go check them out on the the gram. That's where I follow them. On the gram. Um, But, all right. So, this is our monthly short read episode with two stories picked by... Me. Tanya. By me. So, if you hated them, blame her. If you love them... If you hated them, blame Bob, who said, Tanya, you have to pick some stories. Well, I mean, let's, I just, I feel like we should address the fact that the last time she picked something, she picked Ready Player One. I did not pick Ready Player One. Tanya, you picked Ready Player One. No, look, here, Tanya, even if, even if you didn't pick Ready Player One in the lore (laughs) Uh, of this podcast, it's, it's, I picked Emergency Contact, and then. You convinced us that, oh, hey, we all have Emergency Contact, we should read it. no. Emergency contact? No, y'all. Derek, no, I gave no, that. No, uh, uh, Ready Player One. I no. mean, yeah, yeah, that's what happened. No. Yeah, I'm almost positive I don't that's what happened. Want to be responsible for <laughs> but that? You all, Tanya, Tanya, <laughs> just accept. So just accept. Well, look, look. People make mistakes. So Tanya, accept the I'm redeeming myself because these short stories are well, great. Here's the thing, though. We typically jerk off the books that we do. Yeah. Pretty much, like all the other books we've liked yeah you know like so this way we have we can be like no we don't necessarily like every book we can point to this one as like oh hey you want to see a book that we didn't like here's what you would get or dune (laughs) well (laughs) dune is uh dune is only on youtube so most people probably won't (sighs) y'all should go to uh tales by bob on youtube and yeah if you want to hear that dune episode hear my soul slowly (laughs) leave my body in (laughs) sadness yeah uh uh, yeah. yeah, no, okay. So uh, the short stories this month are both Ray Bradbury stories. Yes. And they are All Summer in a Day and The Veld. Yes. I've never read Ray Bradbury. And neither yes. had Bob, right? Uh, I haven't read Fahrenheit 451. I'm almost positive, though, that I've read short stories of his. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've not read a novel, but I've, I used to read a lot of like short story collections, so right. I'm... 
there, there was probably Bradbury that, in there that were too. like from his time period and sci-fi collections, like best best sci-fi anthology twenty seven and right. stuff like that. So I'm sure that I have. I just Wouldn't I'd have to, I'd have to look at the full list of his short yeah, stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so, but I had not read either of these. Oh, I liked them. What'd you think? They were awful. I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I could tell you liked them. Because uh, you wouldn't say they were awful and then smile the way you did and be like, no, 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 I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I liked one of them a lot more than the other. Me too. Uh, Let's talk about All Summer in a Day. Okay. Talking about that one first. Okay. It's the shorter it's of the, the two. It's the shorter of the two. Uh, my favorite thing about it was the way in which he described Margot. Yeah. The way he describes her, like, she, like, bleached out, like, a sun Like a faded book. photograph yeah, kind like, of thing. Yeah, like, it, just, like, the way the lack of sun has seemingly wilted her. Yeah. Away, away kind of deal. Like, I, I loved how he... Because, like, neither one of these stories are, like, super descriptive of the people. They're descriptive of the location but not the people. Right. Like, that's really the only time in either story that we get a description it's not of relevant. the person. Yeah. And But it does a really good job. And I really I, liked, I liked how um, he was describing the planet Venus about how it was all, like, white and looked like the moon and old cheese. Jeez, and yeah. just kind of, like, I was imagining the kids running around and it's just kind of, like, squeaking like that wet rubber well, did, kind of squeak. But did rubber too, yeah. Yeah, it was like rubbery. I just well, didn't imagine. it start to grow? Like... Well, he's, well the, it was... It growed... It, it would grow so quickly because the rains would beat it down and so the rains had paused and it was just like... Growing. Growing, growing rapidly. Like, like, like octopoid tentacle, yeah, I think it said, yeah. kind of deal. Of course she likes octopoid. Yeah. Ugh. So that I'll say this. like That's something you don't really see in fan, or fantasy, in sci-fi these days very much, but was real... Like, I remember when I was younger, when I was younger, I read some books that this featured in, but they were books from before my time. But, like, Venus as a jungle planet yeah. used to be a very common trope in really? sci-fi. Yeah. Um, I've read books before where, they realized that the rain was like acid. Yeah, like the, <laughs> the it was like the in like classic sci-fi, Venus is a jungle planet. You know, yeah. cloud like beneath the layer of clouds, it's jungles and rains and yada yada yada. And I remember reading one kind of like military sci-fi-ish one where they basically ride around on hovercraft with like flamethrowers to beat back the jungle kind of deal. So. Um, so that was kind of neat, kind of like a little throwback to because now that science is caught up, we know that that is not the case. So you I was that, that was one thing I was of. wondering because I was reading it, going, "This doesn't seem like what Venus would be like." But I don't. But I'm back not in the a, day, yeah, yeah, I'm not a space guy, yeah. so I I was like, "Am I wrong? I could be wrong." Yeah, yeah. no, there's so, no seemingly no life on there. Yeah. Um, so you wouldn't have plants and shit. But then I was sitting there I was like, I don't know, they terraformed that shit? I don't fucking well, that, know. Well, that is the thing. Yeah. They could have terraformed. Like, and that's something else. Like, the fact that it rains for seven years seems like that's a product of terraforming to me. Like, the seven-year rain with just a two-hour window. Yeah. That just seemed like a terraform-esque kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. I liked how Margot seemed to really portray in my mind like a very accurate depiction of interacting with other people while you're depressed kind of thing because i mean 
I don't know. That's just kind of the impression that I got. Because, I mean, she she remembers what the sun looks like. She lived on Earth. And well, to come there and to, and to be sad about her current surroundings and have other people not be like, well, why the fuck are you so sad? Yeah. It's really not that big a deal. It kind of, to me, made me think of like seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, like just yeah, yeah, like yeah. You need the some rain sunshine. literally making her sad. And everyone else, they just don't know no better. Yeah, that's yeah. why I liked the end. My favorite part was just the end where like they... It doesn't come out and say it, but all the other children are going to probably start acting like her because now they understand what it's like to have the sun taken away. Yeah, well, that's why, like, they're coming yeah. in, they go, oh, yeah, Margot. Yeah. And then they all kind of, like, are shits. And they all, And they, like, they realize, like, they have done a terrible mm-hmm. thing because how great was it for that two hours? Yeah. I also really like, there's a line in there where the little boy, like, pushes her. Mm-hmm. And it's, the, I can't remember exactly how it was phrased, but something like, she allowed he, herself to be, to be pushed, moved, but, but he, only by him. Kind yeah, of only, like, basically implying, like, she, physically he moved her, but that did not even really, re- like, emotionally, that, that did not move her in any yeah. way. Because, like, it was just, that was nothing compared yeah. to what her life is. Yeah. I, I thought that was a really well-crafted line. Yeah. So was... well-crafted, I can't remember it exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, there, was a, there were a lot of um, descriptions and, and the way he turned phrases in this short story that I, I can, thought was really nice. Can we address the the, the teacher for a moment? How are you like, not going to do a head count, bitch? Yeah. Not, not going to do a head count? And, and there couldn't have been that many fucking kids in that class. Right? And the other, here is my other minor, here's my only quibble. Like, the teacher being a shit, that's just life. Yeah. My only quibble is, where are the other kids? Like, We're only is this the classroom? only, is there only one class. class in this entire colony? Or is this just, like, third grade? Is there a fourth grade somewhere? Are they, mm. do, like, I was kind of wondering about that. I, in my head, in my head, I kind of just assumed that this was the only gaggle of children. Well, because, they're all the the thing is, they're all nine years old. Well, because they got like conceived on the but Margot didn't because her parents came over when Margot was born on Earth. I just in my head yeah. assumed that all of the rest of these were what, conceived what are, and travel. So did they? Because they've never been to. Well, Earth. Well, no. Here's my point. Would this, the only reason that her family was allowed to move was because Margot was the same age as every other kid? Was that a weird coincidence? I think it's more likely that this is just a a grade, like this is a class, Mm -hmm. and I just wondered where the other other students. Well, they probably just didn't mention them because it's not relevant for the story. Could be. It's a short story because they're the point they're trying to make is all about the fact that these children don't know what they're missing out on. So yeah, and now they know. You don't need to show the other people because they would have been old enough to actually kind of remember it. It would defeat. The narrative construction and the younger yeah. kids, it would show more people yeah. like Margot, so you don't want to do that because yeah. it reduces the impact. How yeah. bad do you feel for Margot? I feel okay for Margot. It sucks, but she's finna leave in a year. Yep. True, and they're gonna and be they're stuck gonna be for stuck seven there. years. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, she's yep. finna dip out. I yeah. think now, honestly, I kind of think now they maybe hate her more because she's gonna go, and they know what she's going back home to. Like they got two hours of sun. And, and she's gonna go back to Earth where she do you reckon, can get. Do you reckon they watch The Crow a lot? The movie The Crow can't rain all the time. Can't rain all the time. But no, the uh, he did. I think it'll be rude. Um, He's been th- dead. Still Spoiler rude. alert! Still rude. <laughs> I never watched that movie. I just know he's dead. What? That movie's a classic. Never it was watched fantastic. That. Anyway, anyways, oh. uh, <laughs> but I think I think like it's gonna be better because now they're not gonna treat her like shit. 
I think they, they know what be, they know why like, she is yeah. the way she is, and they're just gonna be like, oh, oh yeah, they'll all be kind of bummed out. Yeah, or you know, and I think sadder, in the short term but... they're gonna feel real terrible. Yeah, about what they did. Like they may end up a couple because kids' memories are short. Yeah. You know, maybe in a in a month that things go back. But even then, you know, like at that point, she's dipping. Yeah, I, I yeah. the way Called I look her at dot. it. The way I look at it is they're just going to understand her better. For, oh, my God. They're going to understand her better for the time she's going to be there, and then she's going to leave, and they're going to stay. So yeah. it's like, yeah. it'll be a little bit better for her until she gets to leave. I mean, it makes be... you, like, would it, if you were, if you were like, the teachers and stuff, would you even let them go out in the sun? Like, the parents and whatnot? Why wouldn't you? Well, because if they're going to then just be depressed, if they're, like, see... I would imagine this is probably not the first time this has happened. Okay, you know? but it's also like Christmas. Kids get kind of sad after Christmas because Christmas isn't gone well, you, or you whatever. You just don't tell them that in seven years. It, like, it's a two-hour window. Just every seven years for a two-hour window, distract the kids, and then they just they they don't know what they're missing. Wow. That's awful. That's harsh. That's awful. Well, I don't know. That's a strategy. I mean, I see, I see, where, <laughs> I see where you want to protect you know your hypothetical child in well this no in this case their... like i mean fuck them just let them stay out in the rain i don't give a fuck they're kids they're awful because it's just but... regular in this story it's just regular rain and not like it's acid what rain. kind of rain she's doing this on purpose normal Bob. rain wow just regular rain um but i didn't really have any problems with this story mm-hmm. like for real it. like it was i mean short concise yep got, yeah. got a story yeah. all right so the the veld the veld that's this is the one that i liked the more of the so, two. this is what I want to address first off. Just how I this want to, is perfect for her. I know. I want to point out that I just bought a house. <laughs> uh, my mortgage is for uh, oh, pro- six grand more than what they pay for this house, and I don't have a 3D holographic room. I don't have a shoe tire. <laughs> I don't have an auto bath scrubber. I don't have an egg cooker. Bob, a table that... Bob, but the point is, <laughs> you don't it? want those things. That, that is true. Well, <laughs> I want some of those things. <laughs> You're like, no, I want those things in moderation. Yeah, but it was... I want like, those things to not be sent to you. I just, I just thought it was so funny. Like To me, I was like, wow, I just bought a house for more than this that literally has like the only thing these houses have in common is their houses that they're houses <laughs> like that. they will presumably keep rain off your head yeah 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 um no i God loved willing. it i loved it because like bob you're really big on alexas and things like that and having like the, <laughs> the tech in your house and i i too i think it's kind of cool i want an automatic cat box scooper so i don't have to do that for your for your lions, yes, yeah. I just thought it, yeah. you were gonna like it because cats. Oh, they oh they got to get eaten by cats. I wish I could. No. Eat that is the thing. Cats. That is the thing. You said yeah. on this podcast you want to be eaten by your cats. No, that's the reason I keep them around. So if I choke to death on my food, they can scalp my body. I don't want to be eaten. No, by my that's cats. not. That's they're the, there like that is pet a, dung beetles. I'm pretty sure beetles. that is directly opposed to what you said in the past. Okay, whatever. So. <laughs> But I I liked the technology. Yeah. But also, bitch, ain't nobody shining shoes no more. Like, yeah. I, you, you could tell that this was an older story because there are, you know, some texts that just don't exist anymore. But I did, I did really like that the mom kind of was having this crisis of sorts where she felt useless. 
because we have all of this technology to do these things for us, which initially is like, great, now I have more leisure time. But then you're not the one running your household anymore. Well, it takes away your meaning for existence. Yeah. You have no point of existence. She's like, I'm not. stripped away her identity because her identity was like, I'm the housekeeper, I'm the mother. Mm -hmm. And like, this house has taken those roles from her. She's no longer the housekeeper. She's no longer. I mean, she's still technically the mom, but the kids don't. She's not raising her kids. She's not raising yeah. her kids anymore. So it, she's not it doing any of the caretaking. Yeah, stripped her of her identity, and like I think it's less portray- like less noticeable with the dad because I assume he has a job. Yeah, it d- never never says, says I don't think. but I assume the they had to have there. money to buy this house somehow. Right. Yeah. So I assume if she's clearly the house taker, housekeeper, she's. He's probably yeah. works, but then they but, even mentioned that he's different. Well, he is, yeah. yeah. He's you know he's drinking more, but I think it's the reason he's not having quite the crisis is because he still has that. Well, he still I have has a something job. to mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, but he is he is losing out because he's like, well, I'm not the dad anymore, kind yeah. of deal. So it, it is affecting him. Just he has he has a little bit of a lifeline to cling to that the mom doesn't. Well, that that crisis of identity there is very common for. Uh, parents, men and women in relationships and in families and yada, yada. So it was, I liked that it was reflected in the story in a way that felt fairly relatable. I mean, I'm not a mom. I don't have kids or any of that stuff, but I could kind of see where, oh shit, who the fuck even am I? Because the things that she would use for her identity, she's not doing. I liked the twit, like the whole like hollow room kind of deal. That's a common trope. Right, I mean, you see it on Star Trek. And it was even in like Community, yeah. where yeah, <laughs> Troy right. and Abed had Troy their Troy and Abed, the the, the oh, what was that room called? I the, don't know, fun room, the room of wonder or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, but no, the funatorium. Funat. Funatorium. Yes. Um, but no, like so, like the hollow deck, you know, like that's a very common trope. But the twist on this is like they use it to track kids' psychological profiles, and that they have psychiatrists come into the room and kind of help work kind of through help. some like, I pro- thought that was, problems. That was, that was, a, really cool, that was a neat yeah. twist yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and I, I thought it did a really good job, like, seeding little things. Like, you kind of see that, you you know by reading the story that something is going to happen, and it provides enough clues. So you kind of figure out what's, what's going to happen. Uh, now, I didn't see it quite exactly how it played out but more or less figured lions gonna eat they're gonna get you, you they're gonna get got by lions you didn't uh, foresee right. the kids tricking him into the room and well no i the door. saw that too. i thought, I thought yeah. that the, the thing i didn't see was the references to the screams yeah being their own their screams. own screams yeah like that i got I, that i i just thought it was just like generic i screams. got the whole thing but yeah. I still liked it because I liked the way it was done. Yeah. It was done yeah. really well, so I didn't mind. Guess, is, uh, is the psychiatrist about to get it, too, you reckon? I, I, I think so. think so because now he, like, he knows. And he's going to question where the parents went. And he's going to, because he was behind the encouragement of shutting yeah, it down and closing everything. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, th- I think the kids are like, you want some tea? Yeah. So here's Feel every piece of these teeth. So, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. If the psychiatrist gets eight, and assuming that no one comes looking for him, this house can take care of the kids. Yep. And they have their entertainment. 
Yep. This kid is the the boy is seemingly a genius since he edited the room. He tinkered with the room to where it made the lions real. So I think it's very possible that they more or less get away with this. Yep. Like the the house will keep them alive. Because the kids are, I mean, everybody's at this point kind of used to the kids coming and going as they please without really having parental Yeah, like I just, uh, How are they going to pay for it? Uh, my thought was the, the kid, if the kid's smart enough to tinker with the machine to make the lions real, I was thinking maybe he he would come up with a way. Like, now he's motivated to to do that. Maybe yeah, he but, finds uh, a way. But see, the thing is, is he's his whole point was, I don't want to have to do anything. Yeah. Like that was his whole thing. So if he has to do something just to keep this going, then what was the point? He's pro- True. probably probably they're gonna be in there for a week or two, and then people are gonna come and it's gonna end yeah. because he can't. His whole idea was like, I don't want to have to tie my own shoes. I don't, I don't want to do any of the work, any yeah. of the things. Why that's do I good, want to do anything well, other than the experience the stuff? Yeah, and so. you know maybe I don't know how their jails are, but if their jails are anything like these nursery rooms, maybe he gives zero fucks about yeah. it. Because I'm sure they're, like, honestly, they're probably going to be like, he's probably going to go to, not a jail, he's probably going to go to a mental institution, which is, I'm sure, if they're using nurseries this way, they probably use similar technology for mental health (laughs) care. So he's probably just going to a bigger, better, fancier version. But one that he won't control. Oh, but he'll find a way to control it, and it'll turn into a horror book. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a follow-up. I'd read that. Yeah, Yeah, I'd, I'd read the fuck out of that. No, like... We got I science can... of the lambs over here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Some fava beans and a nice uh, candy. That was, you know that he ad libbed that. Really? But no, I could definitely see where the draw of having like a self-contained, entertain your own kids kind of room because i mean we we do that now just with different technology well you, when this story was written you got to think like tvs were becoming more and more prominent and you know they're the the uh-huh. idea of tv parenting is yeah was still a I thing i don't know <laughs> if it was quite a blown up issue at that point as it is more like as in our generation but yeah. i'm sure it was on people's mind so this is probably a reflection of that well, I mean, like, I know that the story was written before our our current tech, but it still felt like a lot of similarities where you've got folks like, uh, fucking two-year-old, you're annoying, here, take an iPad, go, go, yeah. just go, go be... Well, if you think if you think about it, the tech, we could somewhat duplicate it now, if you think about it. Like, just not, not the thoughts not as, part. Not as, well, no, because... So the idea of it is it's supposed to like, like if the kid's feeling stressed, like do like more soothing kind of stuff. Yeah. Like you could put like fit, basically put a Fitbit on the kid to monitor their heart rate and stuff like that. And then just like you have TV screens for walls and you, you know. Well, and you know, they're already kind of configuring um, Alexa and Google Home to be like, if you sound congested when you tell her something, she'll suggest that maybe would you like some do you like for me to order kleenexes and robitussin daddy would you like some sausages yeah 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 yeah. or because they're though it's not technology that's live right now but it's something that's in the works where you know like if if you sound stressed or sick or something it's kind of suggestive selling but also billed as hi we're here to help you but it it feels 
to me, this Veld story and our current pervasive Internet of Things kind yeah. of stuff. I think it just a lot of that's what I liked the most about it was that it very accurately the means of getting to this point is the the means of why people are feeling the way they are in this book opposed to reality doesn't really matter to me the the end results what matters to me and it's basically the same it's like chill uh people are not parenting their children they're getting out of hand the letting devices they're do letting the thing, devices yeah. do things they shouldn't yeah. people are losing are having a crisis of meaning because they don't have an idea of who they are because the world is too easy and they don't have to participate in it anymore yeah. for the most part like all that stuff is things that i think about a lot and go over a lot when i'm doing my online things yeah and the fact that it addressed those so far ahead of now was just really interesting to me and it didn't do it in a way that made it seem uh unrealistic yeah mm -hmm. like it just seems like yeah this is this is what happens yeah you like we to, don't have shoe shine, shoe shiners but we have analogous Roombas things yeah things. god i want a Roomba so bad <laughs> but yeah but, you, but it's just like yeah you have all these things that create the same situation yeah and i've seen other instances where they treat this like it's a like grossly out there like oh this is this is like a this could never happen. Look right. how fa fantastical this yeah. could be. Yeah, but then it's like, no, man, it's literally happening right now. Yeah. To this extent, no, and we're not going to get eaten by lines. But look, shit happens, and this yeah. is something well, to be aware that, of. Well, you say that, but I recently learned that there are more tigers in, in Texas, Texas than there, there are in the rest of the well, world combined. Did yep. you seriously not know that? I did not. I don't See, and that's don't why. Don't they have, like, a preserve or something out there? Uh, I don't know. I, well, the things you learned from Joe Roke. Uh, but I also learned this. Um, so I looked up the King Ranch. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of King Ranch, mm -hmm. but you may have seen like it's King, a truck. King Ranch Ford. All right. Well, that's it's King Ranch is this this it's a ranch out in Texas that is so big it makes up most of like three counties, and it's one huh. ranch. It's massive. It's like a a million acre ranch or something like that. Um, Texas is all desert. It is not. Not even. 100% um, all Well, desert. but I can't remember the name of this creature, but they imported <laughs> this type of antelope from, like, India or Indonesia. I can't remember where, but, like, they brought this in. Like, there's now a, like, natural population of these things in Texas. Like, so there's, like, 20,000 of these things roaming around in Texas. How uh, bizarre. Yeah. It was neat. It's, it's kind of a funny-looking antelope. It's like a... It it thick, it's it's a thick antelope oh. with nubby little horns. I love it. I love it. Like imagine like a, an antelope and a cow kind of merged, kinda, hmm. a little bit. It it's neat. Um, so kind of like a svelte rhinoceros. That's kind of what I'm imagining in my head. Not at all. <laughs> Just give it to her, Bob. No, no, Just let it go. Not yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy these stories. I like how. Bradbury was able to write about these sci-fi futures, but in a way that still feels rooted in humanity. Yeah. 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 Well, like if you think about it, like I imagine part of his motive, like this was written in a time when, you know, they're vacuum cleaners and like all these like inventions around the home. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to make, home life easier microwaves you know stuff yeah microwaves stuff like that and i'm sure Dish that there washers. there was all this stuff like you know like 
the thinking was like, oh, well, all these women, you know, they're going to lose their identity because, you know, what there's not going to be any homemaking left to do, you yeah. know. And then, of course, you, they do the studies and they find out that women spend more time cleaning now than they did, like, 10 years earlier. Well, so we have other things deal, we but, have to do now, too. Um, it's not but, just yeah. cooking and cleaning now. Right. But, no, like, it was just kind of... Yeah. So, but, like, but that, that issue is still so relevant today, mm-hmm. and now the technology is kind of caught up. So, if anything, this story is more relevant now than when it was written then. Yeah. yeah. Sign of sign of craftsmanship. Well, he does similar things in his novel work as well. Um, you saying he's got some novel ideas? Yes. Shut it. But, <laughs> like, you know, Fahrenheit 451, um, y'all haven't read it, but, it you know, it is... I read the wiki. Yikes. Uh, but, you know, it's supposed to be set in this, like, future where books are not good and yada yada. And at the time, hard to... At, at the time it was published, you know, perhaps kind of hard to imagine that being a real thing. But, you know, here we are with... And it, I know that it's not a new thing where books are banned. Specific types of books are banned. Um, but if anything, I feel like we have so much information now that the book burning seems more possible because we have well, to an me, it abundance seems, of books. To me, it seems less possible because the cat's out of the bag pretty much on that one. Like, yeah. go go burn a bunch of books. Odds are all those I don't, books I don't mean are like already physical books, but now, Censorship. but now oh, everything, oh. but now everything's on the internet, and all it takes to shut down to quote burn the books is just turn the okay. websites off yeah. or to replace okay, that, it. Now, yeah. now there are so many quote books and options for information. How do you know where the real information is? And it's you ask me. It is very easy. Oh God, don't do that. <laughs> ask me how to pronounce any word. And the taxonomy of plants. Yes. Yes. Ask, ask me about those. vegetables sometimes. I got. I got to shut I up. Got, at D and D the other night, I got to use my. And that's why you died. Vegetables. That's why you died again. Yeah. So two sessions in a row, my character has died. Rip, boots the goblin ranger, and now Rip toes. The kobold artificer. Perhaps you need to be like hands and fingers instead. Arms perhaps, and shoulders perhaps, instead of knees and toes. Perhaps I need to not be underneath <laughs> carrion crawlers when they fall off the roof. And don't get vomited on. And don't get vomited on to death. Yes. <laughs> like it, Yuck. It, it's been very ignominious ends for my character. <laughs> like, it's not even that it's like they didn't go down fighting a dragon. No, one literally got vomited onto death, and the other had a carrion crawler fall off the Swished. roof. And my brother hit the carrion crawler so hard that the damage, excess damage, him. transferred to me. Great. Yeah. Yeah. But in his defense, he wanted to kill you secretly. True. Anyways. True. He so. had a secret goal the whole campaign to kill me. So it worked out quite well. Well for him. But real good, shitty. Good for, for me. the story. <laughs> yeah. So the only thing I didn't like about the Veld. Was those typos? Yeah. I couldn't find a better version of oh. that anywhere. Where the but since I managed to get past it, that didn't quick. bother me because we had one other story that we did that was like that in season one. That I the only one I want to, th- I can't either. But there was one that we had that problem in season one. Yeah. That there was just a story that just the best one we could find had typos. It was one. Yeah. It was one that you. It was one that it, you picked. Was it, was, it sign? No. Uh, was it a story of an hour? It was either that or. Uh, 
it might have been the Flannery O'Connor, the Good Man. It's hard to find. That's what it was. It had it, it had a bunch of typos in it because that was just yeah. the best version we could find. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and it was such a it was a longer story. So I mean, yeah, that's whatever. whatever. Yeah. Well, I hope that y'all enjoyed those. Yeah. I hope I hope our listeners dug on them. Next week we're going or next month we're going cyberpunky. I picked us two cyberpunk stories, and that'd be a good time. I should reread Neuromancer, and maybe me and you can. We should. Can do I. A talk uh, on it. I would also, because I want to get brand ambassador Ryan yeah. Ryan's opinions on it as well. So I, I I'm wondering if maybe I could remote him in somehow. That's maybe. maybe maybe maybe. But I do know that uh, I've decided, and I don't know that I've mentioned this to you. I think I mentioned this to you that I'm going on a sci-fi kick. I've never done sci-fi. Yeah. I've done this sci-fi. I'm going oh, to finish Deathstalker. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, next book. Don't do the Quantum Thief. I just did the audio book of that. Maybe I would have liked it more if it wasn't an audiobook. I don't know. But I was like, oh, here's the... I looked for sci-fi heist stuff. This is what everyone recommended. And did not like it. It was, to me, it was almost like Gardens of the Moon. Like, the learning curve on it was just so intense that I spent more time trying to figure out what was going on than being able to enjoy like there'd be little parts of it that was like oh this is fucking great and then it's like oh well now i get an hour of trying to figure out what's going on because they're using like terms that have no, yeah, an, no the term gave a lot yeah exactly but they use that word like a shit ton before they ever explain what it is and even then you only get like a little hint of what it is and then you like just you have to learn more about it but it's not like it to me it was for no reason. Like in Malazan, you know, like the information they withhold most of the time. It seems like it's all th- for a purpose. There's four reasons, but like what Gavalot is, is basically personal privacy screens. Basically, like everyone walks around with a Gavalot system. And I like, c- it, it, and like, but they just don't explain it, and you spend so much time trying to figure out what the fuck they're talking about. And just, I uh, had kind of that problem to some extent with Neuromancer. Yeah, like they would just mention. A thing, and I would, I would be able to over the course of a few chapters, and then mentioning it repeatedly, kind of yeah. figure out kind of what it is. But even so, I don't. Yeah. Well, I think, and I think Neuromancer and this have the same problem. Like the reason why it's because they were inventing something that, like, yeah, like I, I could see where, like, maybe in the future, other sci-fi books use Gevalot as a thing. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that becomes a thing. But like so much of like Neuromancer, like Ice. Like ice is very much a thing in cyberpunk lore, now. but like it, like it comes from Gibson. Like, yeah. Um, but see, and, and that was one by like halfway through the book, I understood what it was. But when they yeah. mentioned it the first, no, actually, no, that was one that no, we mentioned the first time I understood. Yeah, but they but, would, but they there's would say other things, stuff like that. But they would say things like uh, brand names yeah. of uh, consoles and stuff like that, and I'm like, cool. But if you're gonna use them, like, you kind of make it sound like it's it's relevant. Like, is this a high? quality <laughs> yeah. or just a low quality like you don't have a point of reference yeah, yeah so and that that bothered me to some extent again not enough for me to slow down i just kept going yeah. but normal normal me i would have kind of slowed down and be like whoa what are we doing here yeah yeah all right so next month cyberpunk Woo! yeah and uh you'll get our jade city next month as well yes and jade war will be out uh, soon yes Next month? I'm so yeah. excited. August? Huh. Question mark? No, it's one of June. the J's. Yeah. June, I think. July? June or July 1. Yeah. I forget which. All right. Well, Sometime. on that note, in the coming week, as you sip from 
bullshit. There, okay, we're switching, to, <laughs> we're switching to the chandelier. It's going to be Red Solo Cup. But in the coming week, as the gentle curvature of the light fixtures that light your way from the hallway into the kitchen, I hope that it is relatively dust-free, all your bulbs work, and it gives a warming glow that These is pleasing to the eye. These are yeah. so Warming glow weird. kind of like the uh, blessing of the... Yeah, yeah, and may, and may the blessing of the beard be upon you. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Books, Beards, Booze. Our co-hosts are Bob, Derek, and Tanya. Our producer is Bob. For more information, visit our website, booksbeardsbooze.com. Follow our social media at Tales by Bob. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and share. Okay, bye.